Welcome to 3Talk, coaching conversations for modern day living. With backgrounds in business, marketing and teaching, Susie, Lucia and Fleur bring you tips and tools to help you live the life you want to live. 3Talk, transforming lives for the better. Welcome back to 3Talk. Today we're talking about working smarter, not harder. Lots of people I know have a huge to-do list and are constantly saying they feel they are not productive and that they are always chasing their tails. Unfortunately, most of us work, I believe, from fear. Let's face it, unless we get things done, we're not going out to pay our bills or feed ourselves. We might end up wearing dirty clothes and live in total disarray. This is quite terrifying. And for anyone that has let the balls drop, I am sure you know what that feels like. I know I do. This feeling of fear is not great, as it can mean we're constantly stressed out and feeling quite overwhelmed. When this happens, we think emotionally, not logically, and not having time for things that bring us joy in our life. You are lucky if you're in a job that brings you joy. Luckily, working brings me great joy. So doing a job you love, like we said in the last episode, can be a way of helping you work smarter. But let's be honest, there is still lots of things in the day that need to be done that don't bring us much joy. Hence, if we are not careful, before long we are surviving, not thriving. So we're just kind of keeping our head above water. I don't know about you, but I'm not all work and no play kind of girl. Most people I know that all they do is work are not a picture of health or happiness. Hence, our belief it's better to work smarter, not harder. In this digital age, staying on task and avoiding distraction is harder to accomplish than ever before. Eating that donut, scrolling through Instagram or watching the Kardashians can have its place, but it only gives us instant gratification. It can typically make us feel terrible if it is getting in the way of us doing something more purposeful or living the life we really want to live. What do you think, Lucia? Oh, I think you you just hit a spot there. And I think we just see it day in and day out, right? Trying to do too many things and then finding ourselves saying, I don't have the time for all of that. I think, let's face it, the day has 24 hours and whatever you can achieve in those 24 hours is very much down to you. And yes, you're going to have things that you have to do, but there are also things that you want to do. And finding that balance is tricky. And hopefully, with the tips that we're going to be talking about today, we can help our listeners to unravel um, a bit of that. But I agree with you. It's kind of hard. And finding the, the spot in which we know until what point we need to do things because, yes, we have to. And when we do things because we want to, can be challenging. And quite frequently, we just lose sight of the things we want to do because we get in the midst of the have-tos. I think it is important to take a step back every now and then and take a look from a distance and just have a holistic view of what you're doing and where your time is going rather than trying to get diving into prioritizing, making lists and sorting things out. Sometimes taking a step back and just breathing and taking that perspective is what can make all the difference. Yeah, I think that's a really important point, just stepping back and 
reflecting and evaluating it all. So today we are going to give you six tips for working smarter, not harder, and hopefully that will help you reevaluate how you're doing things. So the first kind of tip we're going to give is work from love and inspiration, not stress. Now, I know that might sound a bit cheesy, but if you start your day with a mantra, you can repeat throughout the day, such as, I'll be happy if I work, rest and play and do everything from a loving place. Then you are always thinking about how you are doing things. Yes, it's good to have a little bit of adrenaline to get us going, but constantly being stressed out causes inflammation in our body, which is one of the major causes of disease. So try to do things from love. This releases the feel-good hormones in our body. For example, when I'm picking up the kids from clubs in London traffic, yes, feel my pain, I tell myself I'm doing this because I love them and I will get to spend time with them. As before I know it, they'll be making their own way around and won't need me and won't want to spend as much time with me. So I'm kind of changing the story. And family is one of my values. So to have a good family, we need to take time to connect. So I try and take that time in the car to connect. And I could look at it in a different way. I could say, oh my gosh, I'm wasting all this time. I could be doing other things. So I'm changing the story. I'm doing it from a place of love and value. Same when I'm sorting kids' rooms out. I'm thinking how happy they'll be when they see it or how lucky I am to have their rooms to tidy. There are plenty of women in the world that would love this. So hence, again, I'm telling myself another story about it's not a stressful thing I have to do. It's a good thing. So sometimes when I'm doing the washing, instead of worrying about, you know, again, that I've got washing to do, I'll listen to a podcast to help feed my curiosity. This is another one of my values. So if you're at work to provide for your family, you can remind yourself what this money provides. So really think about what are you telling yourself about all this work that you've got to do? Because that can lower your stress levels and then you're going to work smarter because you're not going to feel stressed. Yeah, and I think that's a good point. And also, I would like to say, try and find the love in the activity. Uh, obviously, thinking about the outcome and the love that it can provide is great. But also, like, you know, to give you an example, I absolutely hate doing the washing. <laughs> uh, it's got to be done and I do it, but I don't. I'd rather do some other things. So what I try to do is include my children in doing this. So I use it as a playing game. Let's help sorting out the clothes together. So it starts being like a fun and educational thing at the same time. So we will be like, which color is this? Is it pink? Is it white? And then you put it in a different pile. Then I ask them to help me put the washing tablets in and that sort of thing. So we make a game out of it. So all of a sudden, this task that we have to do, instead of being a tedious thing, can be a playful thing. So maybe have a look at the things that you can do to introduce this fun or love into the things that you have to do to make them a bit more palatable for you, I would say. I think it's a really good point. And I think it's really important if you are a parent that you make things fun, like chores, because your kids are going to have to grow up and do chores. And if you're like, oh, I've got to do the washing, I always have so much to do, the kids will role model that behavior. So kids learn from what they see all the time. So I think that's a really good point. Our second tip is one of my keys is to energize your body and mind first thing in the morning. 
So mind meditating, set an attention for the day, such as I am going to do two important things today. But mine was to connect with my daughter because she's at home ill today and to do the podcast. So they're my two key things today and everything else I do on top will be a bonus. So that's my intention. So working out in nature with a friend or if you need some of your own time because you work with people all day, then it could be working out with a podcast or working out with um, music to get you feeling good for the day. I always think if you get your heart rate up, it's going to heal your brain because stress damages your brain, exercise heals it. So hack your body. Don't underestimate how firing up your body for the day can help you have a much more positive attitude for the day and make you work smarter, not harder. I love this one. And I feel like you know, there's so many ways in which you can work with your mind and your body. You know, some of you might be listening to us and say, well, yeah, but I wake up and I just hardly have time to get dressed and get out of the door. Okay, we hear you. But maybe there are things that you can do like stop on your way to work one stop before and walk that distance. That's a bit of, of you know, activity that you're introducing in your body to get those juices flowing. Maybe you can play your favorite songs, as you were saying, Fleur, on your way to work. So you start getting in the mindset or you start lifting up your mood and setting you up for a happy day somehow, having a more positive experience to that. So do not think that you need to block out an hour uh, before you leave the house to do these things. It's fantastic if you can, don't get us wrong. It is brilliant if you can accommodate that. But if not, also work with yourself and look at these moments in which you can introduce this kind of bright activities in or bright moments in to help you set yourself up for success for the day ahead. Yeah, and I think even if you can get up 10 minutes earlier and do a seven-minute hit blast, there's a seven-minute app, that will fire your body up, get rid of the toxins and help you feel better for the day. Don't underestimate. They've even worked out now, science has worked out that just two minutes of full-on cardio has huge benefits for your body. You don't even need to do 30 minutes. So don't underestimate. Don't think, oh, but I've only got a little bit of time. That little bit of time is so beneficial for you having a good day. So just see what time you do have. And even if you can get five minutes earlier, start with five minutes. So our next tip is plan the night before and use the 80-20 rule. So only 20% of what you do gets results. Be clear what are the tasks you need to do. Like mine today was I need to do the podcast and I need to look after my daughter because she's ill. So organize your to-do list. We've said it before, I think, and what you need to do, you could do and you should do. But don't overdo it only a couple of things the night before you go to bed if you write them down it will keep you focused so progress rather than perfection because if you do too much you start feeling disorientated and overwhelmed but really focus down on what are those two things you have to do the next day yeah and I think this is a good one um, also if you apply it on the working environment for example when you're about to leave maybe reserve the last 10 minutes of your working day to just set up a list of the things you need to do tomorrow. And that way, when you get to the office on the day after, you already have that list built up for you. And you're like, yeah, okay, I need to do X, Y, and Z 
you know what you're up to. So you can leave your work feeling good about your day, the things that you have accomplished, and you already have visibility as to what you need to do tomorrow. So that's one way of helping you switching off your brain, so to speak, so you can leave work at work and go home in a completely different mindset. So don't underestimate that as well, the power of living and physically and mentally living. I think that can also help you wake up the day after and feel much more prepared to tackle everything that is ahead of you. Yeah, I think that preparation is key. And even something that I've got into, which I used to be really bad at, is just tidying my desk before I leave. I think when you come back to a tidy desk, you feel more prepared than if it feels all messy and the environment's not good. So thank you for that, Lucia. Preparation. So the next key is take planned, useful breaks. You might think it's important not to take breaks, but taking short breaks between work actually boosts concentration, creativity, and memory. Continuously working for long stretches of time leads to stretch, exhaustion, and decision fatigue. So try and maximize your efficiency at work by taking frequent breaks to refresh and refuel your mind. So I find that in the morning I'm super sharp and I can work for two hours without a break. But in the afternoon, I can be like 30, it needs to be like 30 minute blocks. And because I work from home, I go and put the washing on, I can meditate, I can plan food. And if I feel like I'm getting sleepy, I lift kettlebells, funnily enough, um, just for 10 minutes and put on a motivational clip, something like Tony Robbins, Jay Shetty or Marie Forleo. Those kind of clips can make you come out of your, what you've been thinking about and just re-motivate you. And it doesn't have to be long, but you do need to take a break. What about when you're at work, Lucia? What do you do? Well, I was going to say there's two ways. Like I know, obviously, for those of you who work from home, it, it could be easier to plan those breaks because you are more in control of your agenda, especially if you're working for yourselves. However, when you work for somebody else, planning these breaks might be a bit more difficult. In which case, I would say, if you can plan frequent ones, fantastic. If not, make sure that, for example, your lunch break, you do take it. And if you bring food to the office, step away from your desk, eat somewhere else. If you've got an eating area at your office, go there. Make sure you have lunch away from your computer. Or find a spot that you can go and take that physical and mental break from your daily routine. Go outside and buy your food. That could be another thing. And if you're working from home, again, use this lunch break because there's also that, uh, I see it with you know friends uh, as well. There is that, that fear that if you are working from home, you need to be perceived as you're working all day, every day, because otherwise you're slacking. Well, you're entitled to your lunch break. So make sure that as fearful as you are, you're logging out for one hour and doing all these things that Flair was commenting. Have a healthy lunch, put on some music, do some meditation, whatever you need to feel like you're re-energizing. But make sure you're doing that. Yeah, because you'll, you'll buy back the time because you'll be more energized and more efficient in the afternoon anyway. And research has proven if you eat at your desk or you eat without concentrating, you don't actually get the nutrients from your food because the microbiome can't work in your stomach properly. So 
please try it for a week and see how much better you feel. It honestly is a life changer and that's someone who always used to work through their lunch. Our fifth tip is eat the frog. This comes from Brian Tracy's work. The frog here being the most crucial task on your to-do list, the one you're most likely to procrastinate on if you don't do something about it. The key to reaching high levels of performance and productivity, Tracy says, is to develop the lifelong habit of tackling your major tasks first thing each morning. But what you do, if you have more than one task on your plate, is eat the ugliest frog first, suggests the author. Meaning if you've more than one important task before you start with the most challenging one, discipline yourself to begin immediately and then to persist until the task is complete. So like I said before, I like to eat my frogs straight after exercising whilst I'm still high on endorphins. Maria Folio says, act, then think if you're putting on a difficult task, otherwise you'll overthink it. And I think that's true. We've said before, our mind will keep us safe. So if, it, if you think it's going to be a challenging thing, you're likely to put it off. So just do it without thinking. Yeah, and I like to go one step further because I agree. I think you should tackle the thing that you are dreading the most first. But I think it's also important to look at your energy levels throughout the day. I think we've mentioned it before um, throughout our episodes, but identify when you are at your finest. And if you are at your finest first thing in the morning, make sure that you eat that ugliest frog then because that's when you're going to be more effective. If you realize that actually you feel uh, chippier or smarter or better after lunch, then put one of those frogs then because you know that your energy levels are going to be working with you. And so you're going to be much more likely to accomplish that task or finish that task when you fill in top levels. So yes, get the frog, see the one that you need to eat, but also make sure that you're eating it at the right moment, I would say. Yeah, I think it's good to get an early win, isn't it? Because then you have that kind of energy of, phew, that's over. <laughs> and that can kind of motivate you, inspire you for the day. So finally, our last tip today, we're going to be giving six in the next episode, is learn to single task when you have something important to do. The human brain isn't wired to multitask. In fact, according to research, multitasking reduces productivity by as much as 40%. This is because jumping between multiple tasks limits your focus, hampers your working memory, increases stress and mental fatigue. So boost your productivity by focusing on one task at a time. You can use tools like Rescue Time or Timeula to make sure that you don't lose sight of time in the process. In addition, avoid overcommitting and assess your priorities regularly to prevent burnout. And we said that at the very start of the podcast mums will be going you joking don't multitask we've got so much to do I don't mean you know like when you're doing the washing you might not be you could be talking to the children or when you're doing the washing up you could be finding out about their day that's absolutely fine but it's when you've got that really important project to do or something where you need to really really think about it and make key decisions multitasking doesn't help so that's when you've really got to focus on that one thing I think it's about learning to be present because, you know, and you can apply this at work and in life. Like sometimes when I'm playing with my children, I realize that I'm checking the phone. And so it makes me think, how present am I for them? 
I think I'm playing with them, but actually I'm not because I'm replying texts to my friends or my mum. So, you know, the same goes when you're working. You may think that you are working on a presentation, for example, or oh, I'll just reply to this email. Well, you're not being present. You've taken that attention away from the task that you are doing and putting it somewhere else. And so it's going to be counter-effective for you because what's going to happen is when you go back to that presentation, you need to rewind to find out where you were. You need to retrace your thinking to link into what you were thinking of doing. And then you need to start again. So just replying that one email has taken your attention away and taken you back by at least 15 minutes. So if you've got something important to do, namely a presentation, Make sure that you close your Outlook. You don't have any email popping up and distracting you from what you have to do. Or even go and find a meeting room where you can just lock yourself and concentrate on that. So you make sure that your attention is undivided. And the same with life. If you're playing with your children, put the phone in a different room. Play with them. Be with them. If you have to do the homework with them, do the same. So make sure that the things that will require your attention will require your efforts you're setting yourself up for doing those things. Yeah, and I think, you know, I have quite a few mums that feel guilty about working, but if you make sure that 10, 20 minutes is solely focused on them, then you know you're doing the best that you can do. So this is not about anybody feeling guilty. This is just about being kinder to yourself, having these little tips so you don't feel like you're always on a treadmill and rushing around. You know, you can take time to do things, but we do need to think about, you know, working smarter, not harder. As the saying goes, it's not the number of hours you put into work. It's the amount of work you put into those hours. So thank you for joining us today. Please share with anyone you think will find this podcast useful. Thank you for joining and subscribing. We really appreciate it as we can keep this free content going. If you're not subscribed, do subscribe on iTunes as then it will alert you of the next episode sending you lots of positive energy love and happiness have a great week and bye for now